Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. It's getting worse in Canada. Yesterday we had as our guest the pastor from a church in Calgary whose video of him throwing cops out of his church last Saturday and calling them Nazis and psychopaths and communists, that that video went viral. By the way, he was a guest with uh, Mark Stein last night on Fox, not long after he was on this show, and about, I think he did much. I did a much better interview with him. I had more time, but he was he was good on uh, Mark Stein too. But anyway, uh, he talked about how bad it has gotten in Canada and how it reminds him of living in Poland and dealing with the Soviets. Well, it just got worse. This time it's in Edmonton, uh, same same um, province. It's in Alberta, and the Alberta Health Services has put up a fence around Grace Life Church in Edmonton to prevent church gatherings, and it says that it has, quote, physically closed the church building, physically closed, unquote, the church building, to prevent access to it until Grace Life Church can, quote, demonstrate the ability to comply with Alberta's chief medical officer of health restrictions. So they are... uh, fenced in they they came and built up a fence around it um the congress the congregation i should say uh, has been meeting at the church despite those restrictions for the last couple of months and by the way the royal canadian mounted police were there when they were putting up the fence today around this church the pastor at that church james coates uh, was formally charged and spent 35 days in jail uh, for refusing to comply with those orders. This is a church, and it's not in China. It's in Canada, and they're preventing people from entering a church. And just today, the Premier of Ontario shut everything down for at least four weeks. Everything. People are told they can't leave their homes. You're not allowed to leave your home unless it's to go to the grocery store or the drugstore, which, of course, means you can't have visitors in your home because they're not allowed to leave their home to come to your house. Uh, And if they're caught outside their homes, it's a $1,000 fine. Again, this is Canada, not China. And Ontario is less than four hours from downtown Pittsburgh, by the way. It's insane. Meanwhile, a couple of thousand miles from here, uh, an entire state is wide open. That would be Texas. 41,000 people at the ball game the other day. No masks, I think, since uh, March 2nd, something like that. It's been a lo- several weeks. And apparently there has not been mass death. So what would it, like, uh, what would it be like to, to, uh, to live in a free state again? We don't now know how long it's going to be for, for us uh, to be free again here in Pennsylvania. But when we come back, I will talk to a Texan. He's going to tell us how he's managed to survive in a land where people are not required to wear masks and restaurants are full of people. Stick around. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offer's valid through 63021. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrpittsburgh.com.
From executive producer and MyPillow founder, Mike Lindell, comes the hilarious new faith-based comedy, Church People, with a special guest appearance from Mike himself. Church People is a hilarious, heartwarming reminder that the gospel is enough. It all starts when America's youth pastor, Guy Sides, realizes he's stuck in the megachurch marketing machine and wants to find his passion again. But when Guy attempts to get back to the heart of ministry, he is thrust into the throes of dissuasion his misguided church leadership from performing a strange and potentially blasphemous stunt for the upcoming Easter service while navigating his own personal problems. Church people will leave you laughing out loud while ultimately reminding you of the true meaning of the gospel. Watch Church People at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for additional savings at SalemNow.com. When was the last time you watched your home movies? Do you have a VCR anymore? What about a film projector? With technology constantly changing, most families don't have a way to enjoy their recorded memories, trapped on VHS, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos. That's why we created Legacy Box over a decade ago. Legacy Box is an affordable mailed-in kit to have your aging media digitized to DVD, thumb drive, or the cloud. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the U.S. Imagine being able to easily relive weddings, graduations, baby's first steps, and more. Get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the whole family together and begin the trip down memory lane. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering 40% off. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get an exclusive 40% off. Buy today to take advantage of this incredible offer and send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. 2021 is the perfect time to add a healthy new habit to your daily wellness routine. Good nasal hygiene. We all know there's bad stuff in the air, allergens, bacteria, viruses, and that some of it's very dangerous. So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, you can clean your nose with Navage. Your nose is the body's air filter, and with Navage, you help your body defend itself by flushing out the crud and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage, the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and it has over 40,000 online reviews, averaging 4.7 stars. Join millions of Navage users to relieve congestion and allergies, breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. At Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath, Target, and Rite Aid. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Let 2021 be the year you start cleaning your nose with Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Navage. Warning. Listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. Well, our first guest today is probably lucky to be alive. He lives in Texas, where they actually let 41,000 people go to a baseball game a couple of days ago, and where the governor allowed all businesses and facilities to operate at 100%. Somehow, Brian Preston of PJ Media survived all that, and he joins us now. Brian, thanks for being here. You're a brave man. Hey, John. Thank you very much. I think it's my toxic masculinity that's saving me at this point. You know what else could be? <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like to live in a free state? <laughs> well, it's pretty nice. I mean, you know, it, you can walk outside and not be accosted by masked Karens everywhere. Uh, well, that is if you stay outside of Austin. If you go down in Austin, you know, it's still Austin. Uh, but the rest yeah. of Texas is, is much freer. Uh, it's nice to have a governor who tells Major League Baseball, no, I don't want to throw out the first pitch. Even at a visible event like the Rangers filling up a stadium, uh, over the principle of what Major League Baseball did to Atlanta and to Georgia. Um, yeah. i got to say, it's nice. It's nice having a legislature that's not trying to come after me at this point and that recognizes this plague needs to end and we need to get on with life. Now, the mask mandate was lifted. Um, are there still businesses that require them? Yeah. Yeah, businesses are still allowed to require them. And, you know, if you go into Austin, you're pretty much going to see businesses requiring them. If you go outside of Austin... It's much freer. I was out in San Angelo, which is west central Texas, uh, a few weeks back. And out there, it really felt like Texas had returned. It was quite nice. Uh, nobody was bugging me about masks. Most people weren't wearing masks. Uh, it, it, was, it was fine. And through this, 
just so people, you know, I'm sure there are people in the audience that are, that are panicked. Oh my gosh, people not wearing masks. Since the announcement, our case numbers in Texas have continued to drop precipitously. They haven't gone up. They, they have not stayed steady. They have dropped, which has confused, among others, Dr. Fauci. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so Austin's a very liberal area in the middle of, um, of a pretty conservative state, um, a very conservative yeah. state, except for the, I guess, in the cities. But um, so uh, if you were to, if, if you are walking around in Austin, do you still see people walking on the streets wearing masks outside? <laughs> well, a true story, yeah, you do. Just uh, about a week ago, I was out at a park. I wanted to get a walk, you know, outside yeah. to enjoy some sunlight. And I wasn't wearing a mask. I'm walking to the park. Somebody's around me. I'm not wearing a mask. I right. did encounter a couple of folks who were wearing masks, and I thought to myself, well, there goes a couple of cares. Um, and for real, there's, when you're outside and it's 80 degrees, which it was that day, you don't need to be wearing a mask. Um, right. You do still have a few. But I don't think it's a majority even in my neck of the woods, which is close to Austin. Yeah, I um, uh, I mean, I still see people here in Pennsylvania where masks are still required in buildings and everything. Um, I still see people out on the bike path. You know, ride, I, I, I'm out riding my bike, and I'll pass someone coming in the other direction toward me. And uh, it was a, a young woman the other day with a mask on. I, it's probably, I'm saying she's probably nowhere within 500 yards of another human being other than myself, other than me passing her. She's got a mask on. I, it's just stunning to me. Um, so uh, are there people who disagree with the opening who are living in fear uh, you know, and resentful yeah. of anybody who doesn't wear a mask? Yeah, there are. Um, you hear a lot of them, especially. I hate to keep bashing Austin, um, but it earns it. Uh, you do hear that. You see folks who who are still in the, the fear mode, the hunker down forever mode. Candidly, these are typically people who are government employees in one way or another, so none of this has really affected their bottom line. They haven't missed a day of work. They haven't seeing their dream uh, jeopardized by lockdowns and mandates and all this stuff. Uh, but, yeah, you do still have those folks around. I think most Texans, though, were fed up with this a long time ago, were fed up with lockdowns and all of it a long time ago, and everything I've seen is Texans are just happy to, to be free again, happy to, be, happy to be able to make our own choices again, which is what being an American is supposed to be about. And, and what's the bigger story, that, that the government allowed – uh, for a full capacity ballpark, or that forty thousand people showed up and showed that they weren't uh, afraid. <laughs> I mean, you know, it would have well, been one thing if they would have been opened it up and you know, fifteen uh, only found fifteen thousand people willing to de- defy death and show up for the game. Right, uh, that's an excellent question, and the answer is both, because Governor Abbott's announcement back on March second, by the way, Texas Independence Day, which is a good day to, to announce this. Um, he announced that businesses could open to 100%. Well, the Texas Rangers are a business. They right. decided to open to 100%. Now, I think they had some mask uh, suggestions or mandates. Uh, you know, there were was, there was suggestions you should be wearing a mask. And, and I saw photos. It looked like a lot of people were and some weren't. Um, but the fact is, Texans still had to show up. When you open a stadium like that, people still had to make the decision, the affirmative decision, to buy a ticket and go. And they did. They filled the stadium up which I think tells you a lot of good things about Texas. And we're not willing to just sit down and deal with this hunkering down mentality forever. We're going to go see a game. We're going to enjoy it. And we're, you know, we're going to live to tell the tale. And for anyone who has a problem with that, I suggest you look at what's happening on the border right now in Texas, because you've got right. a super spreader event happening right there with chaos. It's uncontrolled chaos. Over 100,000 people have crossed since Biden was inaugurated, and we know many of them have tested positive for COVID, and they're not being quarantined. Many of them are not. you got a super spreader there. So if you have a problem with the Rangers game but don't have a problem with the border, you are the problem. You are the problem because the rest of us, we want a secure border, and we want to get back to our lives, and that means going to a baseball game every once in a while. Yeah, I want to. T- I want to talk to you about the border in a second. Uh, just to finish up here on the uh, about the ballpark. You mentioned that Governor Abbott refused to throw out the first pitch. Uh, yep. Politically, is that a good idea for him? Yeah, absolutely. That's a good idea for him. And look, I've criticized him a time or two during the, the plague uh, year, the lost year that we've had, because I haven't always agreed with everything he's done. But after what 
Major League Baseball did to Atlanta over a law that is actually less restrictive in Georgia than Delaware's certainly is, and in some respects Colorado's is with a new game. I think Abbott had a choice. He could he could actually go to an event and throw out the first ball in front of forty thousand odd fans and, and make a you know, make a scene as most folks would do. But I think he I think he chose well and said, No, I'm not gonna honor baseball for what they just did to another franchise and to the all star game and to another state. So I, I'm gonna opt out this time and, and you know, I I wrote a piece about that saying that that Abbott had thrown a fastball back at Major League Baseball virtue signaling. And I think that's what he did. I think he gave him some chin music and said, look, this, this, this kind of action is not going to happen without some consequences anymore. Here's a little one. I'm not going to throw out your first pitch. There could be bigger ones if you guys keep this up, including revoking their antitrust protections. Yeah, he, um, but he made a point to, um, to say that he admired the, the Texas Rangers, a great organization from top to bottom, I think he said. Mm-hmm. Um, what were the Rangers doing through all this? Um, uh, first of all, well, uh, a lot, um, the the whole idea of forty one thousand people in the stadium was that a was that a Rangers idea or was it a a, a, a kind of a, a government um, nudge for them to do it by opening it up? Was the government hoping they would do that? You know, I don't know that the government was particularly involved in that decision. That was the Rangers. They announced it, and I wrote a piece about that too. They made the announcement. They made the choice, and other teams are not making that choice. Other teams are limiting audiences to 15,000, 20,000, that sort of thing. And the Rangers said, no, we have a new stadium. We're proud of it. We're going to open it up. We're going to bring people in. And we're going to be smart about it. We're going to be sensible about it, but we're going to bring people in. And yeah, I think it's a hit. And all credit to the Rangers for, for doing that, for being courageous enough to step forward and do that. And, you know, they've, you know, I've admired the Rangers organization for a while. I was upset when they lost a couple of World Series in game seven with two outs. Um, yeah. Not a happy fan when that happened. That was, it still hurts. I think you can probably tell on my voice. Um, but as an organization, they're well run. I mean, they've had legends at that organization, such as Nolan Ryan, uh, who's still an ambassador in some ways. Um, it, it's, it's been a well-run organization over the years, unfortunately, one without championships. But this move, I think, was one of the best moves they ever made, to say, yes, we're opening up. It's our choice, and we're going to do it. We're talking to Brian Preston of PJ Media. Uh, will football stadiums be full this fall, Brian? <laughs> Football's kind of a big question. deal in Texas. Think, yeah, well, football is kind of a big deal. You know, we have a couple of um, famous teams, or maybe one, you know, maybe infamous, depending on who who you like, who you don't like in football. That's going to be up to the the football teams themselves and up to the NFL. I think we're going to see a lot of what we're seeing in baseball, unfortunately, which is a patchwork. I think by the by the time we get to fall, we should be at herd immunity and past because you can be past herd immunity. Most of us will be vaccinated. Uh, the, the virus will have burned through people that it will have infected. It, we should be much safer even you know, then than, than even we are now, and we're much safer now than we were a year ago, I still think there's going to be some virtue signaling over this. There are going to be some teams that decide, no, 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 we're not ready to do this yet. We're not ready to have full stadiums. Um, I do suspect, knowing Jerry Jones, he will not be one of those. <laughs> he will fill uh, AT&T Stadium up there to capacity because he's Jerry Jones, and that's what he wants to do. Yeah, I hope he does. I hope he actually has people come in right piggyback so they can put like twice as many people in there that are supposed to be in there. That's the idea, man. He'll do that. (laughs) Good. Um, uh, And and Dr. Fauci, as you mentioned, he said it was a bad idea when Texas opened. He was was terrified, said it was very dangerous. And then he kind of uh, did a lot of hemming and hawing when he was asked to explain the numbers. As you said, (laughs) they've gone down. They've dropped precipitously. Um, so, um, he, how, how are the skeptics down there reacting to the numbers? Are they, is anybody saying, geez, I was wrong. Uh, I'm glad we opened. Or are they still trying to cling to the Dr. Fauci philosophy? Well, if you listen to Fauci, uh, he's saying don't declare victory just yet. Oh, okay. And some of us have pointed out, well, okay, the numbers have gone down. You predicted they would go up. So that hasn't helped your cause. And you've got this border you haven't said a thing about which is bringing COVID-positive people across, and we have no way to account for or track them. And you're saying nothing about that. So if you're really in the business of disease prevention, preventing the spread, then you really should mention that. But I was recently reading a book 
uh, written by a friend of mine, actually, called Crucial, Deci- Crucial Decisions. And in that book, uh, the author, Ryan said, makes a really good point, which is that Dr. Fauci is very, very skilled, one of the best in the world, at treating disease, but he has no particular expertise in stopping the spread of disease. And that's, yeah. a, that's a big point to make, actually, which nobody's making, except my friend Ryan Zitton, who wrote that book, uh, which is that... It, when you when you want an ex when you need an expert, which we have needed for the past year, you need the right expert to give you the right opinion. Fauci's not an expert in the spread of disease, and he's not a, an expert in economics, frankly. So he doesn't really get into the conversation of, for instance, what are the effects of lockdowns. He doesn't get into that, and he he really so far has not been his track record hasn't been great on preventing the spread of COVID. Just to be candid, it really hasn't. No, and he's uh, he's done a really good job of being wrong and then getting away with it. Yeah. That, he's very few people, <laughs> but as good as him at that. Um, so we're talking to Brian Preston of PJ Media. I have a few minutes here, Brian. You're in Austin. You wrote a story today at PJ Media about cops leaving the city um, in droves, yep. the city force in Austin. Uh, the funding the police apparently wasn't such a good idea down there. No, so Austin led the way in the defunding of the police in August of 2020. They were one of the cities that went first, and they defunded uh, to the largest extent. They cut a third of the police budget, about $150 million. And I and others predicted, because this was an easy prediction to make, that you'd see two effects of this. You'd see crime go up, and you'd see officers start to leave the force once they realize that city council doesn't have their back, which they don't. Well, one of them does, one who just recently won, but the rest of them don't. And so what we're seeing now is an exodus from the Austin Police Department. And, and I use that word. It's a dramatic word. It's also accurate because we've seen 63 cops leave the force just this year. That's since the turnover of the year, January 1st, 2021, 63 of us. To put that in perspective, the last normal year we had was 2019. And that year they had 68 leave. That's resignations and retirements. Last year, they had 89 leave. That, that set a record. If they continue on the pace they're on now, they will lose about 250 officers this year. That's a tenth of the force, and a force that going into the pandemic was already 200 officers short. So they're already short. They're going to be short hundreds more, and they haven't restarted the uh, police academy cadet classes yet, so they're not replacing any of these officers. This is going to, and already is, affecting public safety across the board. Now, uh, when something like this happens, what does the mayor or whoever was responsible for deciding <laughs> that it was time to defund the police, what are, they, what are the political people involved in this decision saying? Are, are they saying, whoops, uh, let's try this again, or are they, they sticking to their guns? That, well, that's an excellent question. And what we're seeing, well, first, uh, Mayor Steve Adler, who led the then unanimous vote to defund the police, tried to argue, nobody believed him, but he tried to argue that they hadn't actually defunded the police. I think some folks in San Francisco may have believed him, but nobody else, nobody did here. Um, he's now not saying a whole lot. There's not a whole lot he can say. They have had a vote to restart the cadet classes. That would take place in June, but he has suggested, Adler has suggested, that uh, the new cadets need to be woke, so they need to be vetted politically, which is exactly the wrong thing to do, and most people in Austin don't support it. You have one lone city councilwoman uh, who was elected in December. Her name is Mackenzie Kelly. She actually ran on a platform of refunding the police and restoring public safety. Uh, she's out there pointing out, and she's quoted in our piece, saying, we've got to look at what caused these exits. We know what caused these exits. It's the defunding of the police. Uh, she wants to restore funding, and she deserves support for that. Hey, uh, Brian, I'm out of time here. Uh, I always like having you on. You're our, kind of one of our... Um, or a Texas correspondence, but there's always big news coming out of there. But I, I want to tell you to stay safe because I, because I really think you're in dire danger down there of, of, uh, of not making it to the end of the year, but I hope you can survive. Thanks for coming on. If you're still alive, we'll have you on again. Thank you, John. I sure appreciate it. I'm staying as safe as I can and as I want to be. All right, thanks. That's Brian Preston of PJ Media. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. 
Large numbers of students are not returning to the classroom, even as more schools are reopening for full-time in-person learning. The findings reflect a nation that has been locked in debate over the safety of reopening schools during the coronavirus pandemic, even as national COVID-19 rates continue to ebb in February. Key measures around reopening schools barely budged. That is Julie Walker reporting. A use of force expert has testified Derek Chauvin's weight was bearing down from his knee and pushing into George Floyd's neck the entire time that he was handcuffed behind his back and lying face down. Jurors at Derek Chauvin's murder trial have been told he received extensive training in how to defuse tense situations and how to properly restrain suspects. On Wall Street right now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down by 10 points, and NASDAQ up by about 20. This is SRN News. Are you dealing with personal or business tax issues with the IRS? Does the thought of wage garnishments, bank levies, tax penalties, or having to engage with the IRS worry you? Owing taxes to the IRS or state can be stressful, and ignoring them can make your situation worse. At Federal Tax Law Group, we help individuals and businesses reduce debts and negotiate with the IRS Fresh Start Program. Our assistance can save you from drowning in taxes and may even keep you free of prosecution. With over two decades of experience, our tax professionals understand your needs and will customize a tax solution that's in your best interest. Call Federal Tax Law Group at 800-500-9172 for a free consultation to discuss resolving your tax problem. That's 800-500-9172. Again, 800-500-9172 or visit us online at federaltaxlawgroup.com. Dennis Prager wants people to listen to science. The president keeps telling you to wear masks. I keep telling you don't wear masks outside. Please, I beg of you, please follow science. Please follow common sense. Please do not further destroy social intercourse in our country. The dehumanizing masks. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The answer. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do. To protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 63021. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrustpittsburgh.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Looks like a slow go just about everywhere. Most of our major highways. Let's start with the Parkway East outbound. That's a heavy ride from Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Roughly a 10-minute delay. Inbound also slowing into the tunnel and from 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge looking pretty solid there. Parkway West not too bad, taking maybe an extra five minutes inbound. Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Very busy outbound at 51. You'll uh, really slow down your speeds as you approach Library Road. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. 
Weather. Partly cloudy skies for tonight. It'll be mild with a low of 55. Tomorrow we'll see some sunshine. Then it'll turn cloudy and warm. Temperatures approaching near record highs. It'll be breezy in the afternoon with a thunderstorm in spots late. The high 77. Tomorrow night, mild, considerable cloudiness in the evening with a thunderstorm. Then partly cloudy late with a couple of showers. Low 54. Mostly cloudy Friday and afternoon thunderstorm. High 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Mounds and mounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Marquette Mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Big P and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I'd seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable. So don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Okay, we are, uh, as they say in radio, efforting to get uh, my guest that I had hoped to have at uh, at 535. But uh, he's not available yet, so uh, we'll, we'll hold off and see what happens with that. But um, uh, the interesting, uh, another interesting story today. Speaking of, uh, we talked about the the um, the Texas Rangers opening in Texas with forty one thousand people there. The Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, in case you didn't know, they open uh, their their home opener is tomorrow. Okay, I think it's tomorrow. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's tomorrow. It's uh, it's a, it's a uh, an afternoon game, and you know the home opener is supposed to be a big deal. And I've always I, I've said here I, it's it was my favorite day of the year in sports. Covering sports was um, the home opener, the Pirates' home opener. I just loved it. I was a big baseball guy. I loved covering the Pirates. Loved going to games every day. Uh, they were at home. I would go to every game, and I would do a live shot at six o'clock and hang around and watch as many innings as I could, and hope to talk the news uh, producer into letting me do a live shot at eleven, so I wouldn't have to leave the game early. Anyway, they are playing tomorrow the home opener, and today they lost a game to the uh, to the Cincinnati Reds, and the score was eleven to four. Now, yesterday they also lost. To the uh, to the Cincinnati Reds, and the score was fourteen to one. So your Pittsburgh Pirates are going into the home opener, coming off back to back losses by a combined score of twenty five to five. Um, I I asked uh, on, on Twitter, where you can find me by the way at Stagger World. I asked um, if someone. I said I'm a little busy. It's a little while ago. I said. Could you look up for me and see if the last time the Pirates came into their home opener coming off a, a back-to-back losses where they were out, outscored 25-5? to Nobody came through with it. So it's just a shame. Uh, this is going to be a long baseball season. Not that most of them haven't been long for the last 30 years. But they're 1-5 and five and have lost their last two games by a combined score of 25-5. to five. And uh, 
Uh, it's the home opener, so everybody have a good time. And you're supposed to wear a mask, by the way. So sit there for three hours and watch that team with a mask on and get back to me and let me know how it went. Meanwhile, uh, 60 Minutes is one of the most successful shows in television history. Might be the most successful. Um, and it's been on CBS every Sunday night for, I think it's 53 years. But it's taking a lot of heat right now for the hatchet job they did on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Millions of people have seen uh, how his responses to the reporter, uh, a woman named Sharon Alfonsi, were edited to create a narrative that she wanted to create. Well, Ken LaCourte is our guest now, and he's the founder of the Media Action Network. Thanks for being here, Ken. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. So uh, we had a little trouble getting a hold of you, but I'm glad you were, we were able to uh, round you up. Uh, listen, I, I worked in TV for a long time, and, and so did you. Uh, that was one of the most blatant examples of a hatchet job I've ever seen, especially for a network sure. uh, uh, telecast or network production. How about you? Look, CBS has a long, uh, that show has a long history of, of playing, it, playing it kind of fast and loose with things. Um, um, you know, they, they, they have a great reputation, but, but everybody knows if look, long format video is the easiest to manipulate somebody out of almost anything you want. If you're, mm-hmm. look, if you're conservative these days, I wouldn't go on to any national or, or local news radio or, or TV without saying, make it live. If it's live, yep. they can't mess with you too much. But when they can sit and follow you for days and talk to you for hours, and then they end up squishing that down into, into five minutes of video or something, you have to trust them that they're being honest. And, and it is very easy for them to either be fair or unfair. I mean, look, you know, they interview you long enough, you're going to say stupid things. And, or they're going to make you, they're going to be able to edit in your pauses and whatnot. I mean, reality TV is, is, is a terrific example of that. So this was just unusual because they got caught because one of the long, one of the clips that they used wasn't something that they, that they filmed themselves. Cause normally they don't release out their, their longer footage. They, they, they interview you for hours and hours and hours. And you say, well, that misrepresented me. And they're like, eh, they shrug their shoulders. Well, you know, you're a bad person. This one was at a press conference that, that the governor was having. So people were able to say, wait a second, look what they left on the table. Look, look what they left out. The reality was this is a hit job from, from time one. The national media hates Ron DeSantis. They hate the fact that Florida didn't, didn't put as many restrictions as on, on people's uh, health behaviors as they wanted to, but the state did pretty well. And this is just a, a good example. This wasn't an unusual situation. This is unusual because they got caught. Yeah. Well, um, I, uh, one of the biggest mistakes I ever made, several years ago I wrote a column. I took a lot of heat for a column that I wrote. And I was dumb enough to agree to go on Inside Edition because it made, it was make, it was getting, it, it, I was in Internet hell for a while. And I went on Inside right. Edition, but it was taped. And I was dumb enough to trust them. And they did an interview with me, and it was a complete and total hatchet job. And you know, that was national TV. So, I'm, I, uh, I, I've been. A, I've been a, I did the same thing with the LA Times, and I excuse me, with the New York Times, and I should have known. But they literally got an hour conversation, and they take a sentence from here and a sentence yep. from there, and and make things. And 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 it's like you can't say, well, that was a lie. Those those words were words that came out of my mouth. They were just. So manipulated that that they were alive in a, in a very I, real was, way. But that look, that's the way the media is now. They, 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 they've yeah. lost their moral compass. Well, that's what I was just going to say. That uh, this was a blatant example of it. And anybody who um, was shown the the raw video and shown what ended up in the piece knows that it was a hatchet job. But uh, I thought maybe I thought there was a chance that CBS might at least try to backpedal a little bit, they're standing by the story. No surprise there either, right? Yeah, the, the, story, the story speaks for themselves, they said. Yeah, now they're, yeah. Uh, look, the, the press used to be the, the, the arbiters of, of fairness. They used to be the referees in the, in the political world. And you could argue they were putting the thumb on the scales, and they often did. Now they're not. Now they're just players. They are, they are as player as, as, as much as the DNC or Republican National Committee are players. And that's, that's, that's just the new reality that, that uh, middle-aged guys like me uh, you know, have, to, have to kind of adjust to that now. Mm-hmm. 
Well, uh, 60 Minutes still gets a pretty good audience, so uh, millions and millions of people saw that story Sunday night. Uh, how many of them are going to see or hear the proof that it was a hatchet job? You and I know because we're both in the business of, of paying attention to that kind of stuff. But the average uh, 60 Minutes viewer, they what, what, what they saw Sunday night, that's what they believe. You're 100% right. Um, um yeah, no, you're a hundred percent right, and it's it's disappointing. Look, we we make we 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 win this fight a yard at a time, right? Um, you look at, mm-hmm. I mean, and Donald Trump did a terrific job of of allowing half of letting half of America know, at least the half that listened to him on this thing, of the the whole fake news and and where he would go after, and he would he would tweet things that were left out. I mean, he opened up a lot of people's eyes to how bad the media had become. And, and, you know, then you look at polls and see the distrust in the media and, and it's moving. Now, it's still much more Republican. It's moving in the right direction, meaning they distrust them more as they should. Um, you, you certainly see it a lot more with, with, uh, with liberals and conservatives. But I, I tell you, you know, even during the Trump presidency, a couple of times I'd have a friend come up, you know, who was on the left and say, you know, I hear that they're saying this, but I watched him live and he didn't say that. He didn't give that yeah. impression. And when I read this, it's 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 not it's not the truth that I saw. And I was like, yeah, well, welcome to media bias. This is what happens all the time. I I, I know the answer to this is that they're both to blame, but but who's more to blame for this, the reporter or the producer? Because you're a former producer. Who's more to blame, the reporter or the producer who let this on the air? Oh, it kind of. I, I, you know, it depends on, on exactly how, how they structure that inside. Sometimes, for instance, a, a Fox News reporter uh, doing their, their two-minute piece, you know, in Brett Baer's show or whatnot, that is almost exclusively them. They have kind of, you know, they work with the show producers and, you know, there's a, a number of people involved, but usually a reporter is saying, hey, I'm the one who's picking the sound on this. I'm the one who's setting this up. I'm the one who's writing this. For larger productions, sometimes producers themselves are the writers of them, and 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 there are sometimes where the reporter is is more of kind of just a presenter and reading reading script that somebody else wrote. But this goes look, this goes from their top management down down to down to all of those people. I mean, this this I, I can guarantee you that that sixty minutes that the you know the senior editorial team didn't say, hey, let's see if Ron DeSantis is doing a good job. Go down there and find out what's going on. I mean, you know, what they did in that, that meeting that, that you'll never hear is saying, you know, is, is, is saying, let's go get this guy. Let's, uh, you know, he did this and he didn't do that. And, and, you know, and I bet that that meeting wasn't any different from a strategy meeting at the Biden White House and, uh, you know, in the political department. And, and, you know, that was, that was the goal there. And, uh, and it's, uh, look, they deserve to lose their audience. They deserve to have people stop believing them. They deserve to, you know, and, and, and we as consumers, you know, it's, it's, it's disappointing because it'd be nice if you could trust the New York times. I mean, nobody should trust inside edition, but, uh, it would have been nice if we could, if we could, if we could (laughs) trust 60 minutes, but you just kind of can't. We're talking to Ken Lacourt. He's the founder of, the, of Media Action Network. You can find uh, him at uh, MediaActionNetwork.com. Um, so uh, the the purpose of your website is to fight back against the liberal media. Uh, how do you how do people fight back against this? This is just one example, but as you've said, you know, that's there, there's there's tons of you know, them every it, day. It, as, a, as I also say, it's, this is a long term goal. I mean, I mean, certainly with with CBS, if if you know, again, especially for long format video, it is the most easily manipulable thing that, that someone can do. You know, you can watch a documentary by a documentarian with a point of heavily point of view and they own your brain for two hours and you have to really go in advance. I mean, first of all, if you're watching 60 minutes and thinking you're getting a straight show, you're not, you might as well just stop watching it and do something else on Sunday night. So that's, that's, that's the first thing there. You know, and secondly is, is I think all of us in this age where media trust is lower have to, have to do a better job of personally going out and checking out a number of sources. Um, um, you know, seeing, you know, not just sticking with our old habits that we were used to. I mean, I mean, you, you know, most people watch the same TV shows and the same news shows and read the same newspapers. Internet's changed that a lot, but 
those entities have changed and everybody listening here should realize that. And when they see things coming, coming from, again, in my lifetime, six years ago, the New York times, if they wrote something, you'd be like, okay, well that's, you know, it's the New York times. Yeah. They, they're liberal. They like, uh, they like Democrats a little bit more, but, but, but they're getting me all the facts. They're getting me both sides of this. They're getting me in-depth coverage. And now I was just reading a long thing about their, their look at Georgia and, and the media is just absolutely twisting the Georgia uh, uh, voter stuff 180 degrees. Um, um, you know, you read that and, and it couldn't have been written better if it came from the Democratic Party. So widening out your, uh, your thing. And look, we, we send out a, you know, we have a daily email where sometimes we send nasty gram emails to people. Sometimes we do nice things. Um, you know, for instance, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, we're going to, tomorrow we're going to, we're going to launch up a little campaign to see if we can encourage Donald Trump to have a rally in Georgia at the same time as, as the all-star game, because that major league baseball thing was, was a rotten move tied on top of a dishonest media. This, you know, Georgia is not disenfranchising black voters. Georgia tightened no. up some, some things with voting. It's all reasonable stuff. You could twist around certain words, but, but the concept that, that this is an assault on black rights and Jim Crow, it is a hundred percent lie. Yeah, and um, the sports media's reaction to Major League Baseball taking the All-Star game out of Atlanta, uh, it, there's no other description for it than knee-jerk. Uh, it's just immediately a chance to, to virtue signal. And, and how, many, how many of the people in the sports media, and I worked in the sports media for a long time, they, uh, I've found that most people in the sports media know just enough about politics to be dangerous, and so they jumped all over it. And uh <laughs> Did you well, you know, they, the read, they read major news publications and they thought that they were learning the truth or that they thought that they were getting a, a, a reasonable interpretation of what happened there. Some, I mean, yeah. some of them are obviously players. I mean, look, the fact that the MLB is, is good with China but, but is not good with Georgia now is, is hilarious to me. But I tell you, I, I would love to see Donald Trump go to a stadium there, do one of his rallies at the exact same time, as as the All Star Game, and I'd be interested to see, you know, and and he could do that as a as a help to Georgia because they lost millions of dollars because they didn't yeah. do anything wrong. But, but the I hope he does, does it. it. Hey, I only Wouldn't got about something? thirty seconds left, Ken. Um, how people can go to Media Action Network and uh, and and they can uh, fight back. How do they do that? Really quickly here. So www.mediaactionnetwork.com. You'll get there. There'll be a picture of a boxer. It's a sign up on there. Every morning we send out kind of like a, hey, here's the worst, the worst, and sometimes some of the best of the media, and we, we have a, a, daily, a, a daily way that you can be a keyboard warrior and, and at least start to, start to kick some of these guys back a little bit. Okay. I, I Ken, I always appreciate having you on, and uh, keep up the good I work. I appreciate Thanks. being here. Terrific. Right. Thanks, thanks for calling. Thank you. That's Ken LaCourte, uh, Media Action Network, mediaactionnetwork.com. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue not only that my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable i personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own this is john steigerwald visit mypillow.com for deep discounts on all my pillow products including the new my slippers click the radio listener square and enter promo code stag or call 800-716-8087 remember use that promo code Stag. Have you heard? Rodents are taking over. According to various news articles, recent COVID-19 related disruptions have caused abnormal behaviour in rodents, making them become more aggressive. Don't let your home or business be invaded with a disease-carrying rodent infestation. Keep them away with Plug-in Pest Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-in Pest Free. 
Using the active wiring in your home or business, Plug-In Pest Free goes to work, keeping rodents and pests away, the more humane way without using toxic poisons or other harsh pesticides. Just plug it in. It's that simple. Now that's fair income. Stop the infestation and order yours today at gopestfree.com and receive a free hand sanitizer pen with every order using promo code PEN. That's gopestfree.com, promo code P-E-N. Gopestfree.com, promo code PEN. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. I was talking to Ken LaCourt there, I thought of something. When I first uh, started at KQV Radio in 1977, I saw a perfect example of what somebody can do to, to a, a subject in a story. It was a columnist, a guy I respected a lot, a guy I actually was reading long before I went to work in Pittsburgh. He's no, he's, he died, so I don't want to mention his name, but he was a really good columnist. And I went to a Penguins game, and, and uh, they were playing the Buffalo Sabres, and the Sabres had Dave Schultz. Dave Schultz was a goon who played many years with the Flyers and, and had come to the Penguins and, and was very popular when he came here. And he was traded by Baz Bastine, the general manager to the Buffalo Sabres, uh, just a few days before the Sabres came to Pittsburgh to play the Penguins. It was like right after the trade. So uh, when Schultz came back, he, he was still a goon. He got in a fight. He beat up one of the Penguins. And the fans started booing and made a big, big, big deal out of it. And he, he flipped the bird to the crowd. And the columnist uh, went up, and I, I was there in the locker room, and the columnist was asking him about it. And he said, that was for Baz when he was asked about it. And then he went on to say, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Baz is a good guy. You know, he made a trade. It was a good trade for both teams. There's no hard feelings. You know what showed up in the paper the next day? A story about how Dave Schultz gave the the bird to the uh, to the crowd, and then it, the quote was uh, that showed up on the paper when when asked about who that uh, the bird was for. Uh, Schultz said that was for Baz. Period. He left out the part where he said Baz was a good guy. He didn't have any hard feelings. That's the way you edit a piece and make a guy look bad, and it was very dishonest, and it changed my opinion of that writer for a long time. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back Friday. I'm off tomorrow. See you Friday. The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.